Hey everyone, thank you for joining me for another episode of Beer with Marketeers. Today I am joined by Rami, who I'm really excited to um, to chat to actually, because uh, I've been following them online like a weird stalker fan child for quite a long time. So thank you so much for joining me today. Darren, I am excited, super excited to chat with you about Product Led and uh, I know it's a little early for where I'm at, but I was super excited to have beer, <laughs> beer while we're recording this. Well, I, I'm drinking a beer. I'm drinking a, a lager, a Saturday lager. What what are you drinking? Oh. It's not a beer. Uh, right now I'm drinking coffee. But if I I wasn't, uh, I've been trying to get into whiskey. So I got this Aberlour. Uh, it's a Scotch, a uh, 12 year malt. Um, and yeah, that's that's. I'm just my, so my wife hates beer. Um, smell of of the mouth and it makes her dizzy so i'm like oh damn i, lo I love i love beer so i was like i gotta try scotch or a whiskey and she likes that better so you've got to I'm do what keeps the wife happy that's, that's uh, <laughs> happy that's wife happy life, life right <laughs> absolutely absolutely so for the people watching because this goes out to you know youtube linkedin etc you've got a really good cap on that says product led but for the people listening and probably watching as well. What does product-led actually mean? What's, a, what's the term for? Yeah, product-led growth, the term itself is just, it's, it's nothing new, right? It's something that's been repackaged and we've seen it in consumer products for the longest time. Uh, example you can think of is Spotify and Netflix and uh, a lot of the other stuff that are consumer focused is it, people have a low tolerance to buy something when you're a consumer app. Right, and so a lot of this, even video game apps, like uh, I can't think of a, a mobile app game right now, Clash of Clans or, or something like that, where they wanna try something before they actually pay for it. It's experiencing the value before actually, uh, before actually purchasing the value. And that movement is now moving slowly into the B2B business to business world, where software is traditionally looking at history bought by talking to somebody in sales and they may, they force you <laughs> to talk to somebody on the phone so that they can tell you the value of the product and show to you how amazing that is. They don't even uh, get you to experience the product. And based on that conversation, you have to buy upfront even before you purchase it. Very, very risky model, but it's worked for a long time if you have really great salespeople uh, who who know what they're doing? Who know the product really well? But buyer buyer mindset is changing, especially not just in the B two C world, but also in the B two B world where we have so many tools right now. Uh, Wes Bush, uh, the the CEO of Product Lab, was just showing me the the landscape of Martech. Right, five years ago it was like five hundred. Right now it's like ten, twenty, thirty thousand Martech tools out there. People have the option. And if you don't give them the ability to purchase, uh, to try something out before they buy it, to experience the value, they're probably going to keep Googling until they find one that they can try. And large companies like HubSpot are moving towards this trend. Uh, companies that we're working with, such as a Predictive Index and even Microsoft, it, it, these big companies are realizing, hey, uh, th this is a trend that is not going to slow down. Uh, people want to buy things differently, especially in the B2B software space. So that, that's what product-led growth is essentially. It's this concept that uh, how do we create a, a, a customer experience such that customers or buyers or users are trying the product, experiencing the value and becoming wowed by the product and actually purchasing it after, after that.
which I find incredibly fascinating. And, and the reason why I, I know of you is because we're on that journey ourselves at Pager. We are that typical B2B business that have got the sales team. Um, you know, right now it is request a demo on the website rather than try, try for free. Um, and we're on that journey. When I first read uh, Wes's book, actually, um, Product Led Growth, if you haven't read it, it's a fantastic book. Um, I thought this is probably going to be a three-month journey to get to where we want to be. Uh, we're now over a year, um, but we're nearly there. We're nearly there with the final mm. pieces to make it so that you know people do hit that that eureka moment, as as you guys um, as you called it. I think you you've got a book by that title, I believe. Yep. So yeah, yes. the eureka moment. Over to you because you know you're the expert on the eureka moment. Yeah, I mean, just I just want to land on that moment. You said a year. We we've been working with a company in Canada. They're very enterprise, and they moved to Broadclad two three years ago, and there's. And the, their chief operating officer, Jacqueline Cook, was, we're still figuring out product-led. Like, <laughs> it's two to three years in, and they're still figuring And it's true, because when your mindset as an organization is is like, hey, we got to, you know, this is sales-led, there's some changes that need to evolve. And the biggest one uh, typically is the... The, the culture of the company and that that that's a huge change management effort the first team that gets scared when they hear product led is a sales team what do, what are we are we gonna lose our job <laughs> are we gonna lose our job and that's something that we hear over and over again but this journey really is a thing that goes on because there's always better there's always a better way to deliver a better customer experience because at the, at, at the end of the day that's that's what product led is at the heart of it is how do we deliver an amazing customer experience so that users uh, experience everything beforehand and <clears throat> saying that wes says a lot and this is like the mantra of product led in my opinion is you want to set your customer uh, your customer experience up so that your user success becomes your success. So your revenue and your pricing and your design and everything, your product, your customer success, really become, uh, you're, you're, you get paid when the user is successful. If the users are not successful, then you, you don't get paid. And that's a, a scary thing on its own. So, I mean, it's it's definitely a journey and it's it's not going to stop for you, for you, for you guys, as we've seen with a lot of the companies. Yeah, and, and you know it's interesting because we've already got we've got a split in revenue reporting, right? Yeah, you know, we've got inbound, outbound. We, we've stopped using MQLs because I think that's just a, a foul way to do it. But we've already got that split between inbound and outbound. And we were talking about you know what's the impact going to be. And obviously, as you said, it was the sales team that initially said, well, "What does this mean for me?" And ultimately, what I think it means for them is a slightly longer sales cycle for the outbound, but a hell of a lot more inbound. Because um, you know, if you're if you're dealing with somebody on an outbound and you you're talking to them about the value of the product, you can throw into that mix. Well, why don't you try it free for ten days? You know, why don't you just mm -hmm. try it? And what it's going to do is it's going to get your sales opportunity to either be slightly longer by ten days, or a hell of a lot shorter because they're going to get to that eureka moment within ten days. You know, they've got a time limit on it already. Um, so I, I'm really looking forward to that change um, internally, anyway. Um, and you guys have been hugely, hugely inspirational for that change. And I should say, I, I haven't paid you a single penny. This is all just stuff you put out for completely for free. So thank you so much, number one. Um, I mean, can I, just add, can I just add to that? Like you're talking about this. I just talked to somebody last week, uh, the CEO of Jebit, and we're going to get this up on the Product Led Podcast, uh, our show. And they create, they're targeting like big companies like Disney and, and Netflix in which they create like this quiz for their site. And they're... Their outbound sales cycle is three to six months. So they they last year they released this freemium product that the CEO is based out of Boston. They're like, 
HubSpot is doing this. Uh, the guys from OpenView Partners, they're the one who coined the term product-led growth. We're preaching about this. They, he's read West's West product-led growth book and like they, he saw the writing on the wall. So like we got to do freemium. We're also going to get our, our lunch eaten. They released this freemium, uh, uh, I think November and, and what something happened in, in six months later where there was somebody who signs up, signs up on Friday. They spent 20 to 30 hours like designing their own quiz for their site for lead gen. Monday, they book a call with the salesperson. The salesperson gets her call and they're, they're like, okay, this is going to be a, a small fish. The guy signs up for a $10,000 a month contract in four days. And the sales team were like, this is amazing. This is the <laughs> magic that happens is that there's, there's a myth that people who want to try it are, are, don't have the budget. And the thing is, even people with big budgets, one of the riskiest thing in their mind is, will this work for my business? Will, will, will I get fired <laughs> if I pay for this and it doesn't work out? And the, I just get excited about that story. It's just, it showed like the whole system got really excited. Like we need to double down on like You guys need to get us more <laughs> signups to try this because we, what took us three to six months, you guys did it in four days with, with this, this product led self-serve motion. So, I mean, that, that's what, that's up the possibility. If you get some of the pieces, right? Like, the, like you're talking about the Eureka, the onboarding, uh, the, the experience is, is really critical and, and the top of the funnel with marketing, trying to get more people to, to sign up for the free, free user. So that, that's what I get excited about it. I'm excited for you guys with your, your journey with product led, cause that's, that's what we've seen with other companies. Sales cycles are shorter and CAC has definitely improved. Which is incredible. And, and that relationship between sales and marketing you just described. So sales actually going to marketing saying, you need, we need more of this, we need more of that. Mm. If, if you look at other companies that are sales-led, normally there's a bit of friction between the two. Do you think product-led brings people closer together in terms of marketing and sales? A hundred percent. And that's what I'm seeing. Like one of the things that we've seen, uh, Wes and I have seen with product-led companies that, that is doing this well, it has to be cross-functional. It really can't, like if, if it's not, if it's siloed, what happens is that the customer experience becomes fragmented. Imagine if like, it, it's like running a, a, a relay race and every point that the baton is passed is an opportunity for, for somebody to drop the ball. And really like, if you wanna create that seamless experience, uh, you, you need to start off uh, cross-functionally. And I mean, going back to the example with Java, and this is something we've seen actually, is companies that are, are moving from sales led to product led, one of the best advice I've, I've seen work is to create a product led uh, SWAT team or squad or whatever you want to call it, where marketing product and sales are in there and they're trying to prove out will product led work for us. And like I said, it really needs to be cross-functional because if, it, like, if it's not, if it's not, then the, the experience will become fragmented and users will drop off and there'll be holes in that whole uh, experience. So. I'm totally with you. I think that's that's the a, a very important key to implementing product led in the business. Incredible. Can I take you? Can I take you a step back before before product led? How did you end up where you are now? What's your sort of career path? How did you get started? Yeah, I mean, I'm I've been in SaaS marketing for 10, 15 years, and I love I I love marketing. And what happened is I got into consulting and leading teams, uh, VC back 
companies in San Francisco, New York, and and Toronto. And one of the things that I see that I was doing was I didn't call product led companies yet. Then I was just there to to get free free users and trial users. That was my job. Like I randomly get us more more users, and I did. I got them more users. They're happy. I looked at the data. Uh, I was looking at the data. It's like, yeah, I'm, they're happy. I'm getting users, but I, I wanted to see are they actually sticking around. I looked at the data and I realized they're they're actually not. <laughs> they're they're signing up, but there's some like you, especially your VC backed companies were like, oh yeah, we're getting 20 million users this this month. Like they get excited about that, but the question really is, are they sticking around, experiencing that? the Eureka or that value moment in the product and they weren't. So that really got me searching into what are we, what are some strategies and tactics around this? And I landed on product-led growth and I realized, Hey, I'm actually doing, <laughs> I'm doing this stuff. I'm doing like, I'm, we're, we're talking like, this is a product-led company. I didn't even realize it. I just thought it was a, a company that has a free, <laughs> free, free account. And I mean, that's when, uh, I really got into, uh, got connected with West Bush. We were, we were both uh, actually alumni from the same school, uh, different years, but he reached out and he was uh, also consulting at that time. And that's, I guess that's how I got into the whole product-led growth world. And now I, I, I do this full-time. I work with, with West to help companies implement product-led growth strategies into their company. Which I think it's absolutely incredible. And, and you've recently released a book, right? I was checking your LinkedIn out and there's a picture of you holding a book. So I'm assuming you have or somebody else's book that you really, really love. I'm not sure. Yeah. I mean, that's something coming out uh, in June 8th. Uh, it, it's something that, you know, Wes wrote the product led growth book. Uh, and this book that's coming out is, is very focused on the whole user onboarding experience. I think that's such a critical part of, uh, of any product led or self self-serve experience, because I, I see the user onboarding experience very, very much like a, an incubator space. Right. Imagine uh, with, with any plants or a newborn baby, that first few years are so critical. And for a lot of companies, what happens is that it's often neglected. I, I actually call user onboarding often as the ugly duckling of growth. The problem mm -hmm. is marketing. The marketing is focused on getting more users. The product team is trying to implement their product roadmap and implement new features. Sales is trying to uh, go pursue new, new, new leads. Customer success is trying to field people who are helping out. And what happens is this middle ground called the user onboarding experience is, is often neglected. And it's, it, I have data from ProfitWell that it's actually a big, getting that right can improve your retention by two to three times. Even your revenue uh, multipliers has such an impact on it. So we wrote this whole book with, with, a, with a process that we help out companies with called the Eureka Framework. And it's like I said, it's coming out very soon, June June eighth, uh, and people can pre-order it very soon. Are you able to give us a little little snippet? What's your sort of? If you, I'm sure there's lots of tips in there, but what's one tip you could give us uh, as a little twist today? Yeah, I mean, one of the things that I already talked about it onboarding needs to really be uh, a cross-functional team effort. And the, what I see often with pro with companies that is going product-led is. The product team owns it and they ignore everybody else. <laughs> and the problem with that is it, it, it misses the whole things that, that is critical in onboarding. One of the things, one of the myths I, I, I busted in, in the book is that people think user onboarding starts when the user signs up for your product. 
And I, I'd, I'd argue if you, if, if that's, if that's the case, then it's missing a critical part in what happens before that. Like imagine uh, a lot of the positioning that the product, the product marketing marketing has that they, they, they say to the, do the users upfront has a critical impact on successfully onboarding a user. Like, let me give you an example. Imagine if you went to a site or you see an ad and the, the messaging is totally off and you think that it's a bookkeeping tool that you're signing up for. You sign up for it, you put in your name, Darren, you know, you put in your email, Darren at uh, your, your email and then you put in your password and you get into the tool and you're like, this is not a bookkeeping tool. This is a project management tool. Like imagine, imagine how successful would the product then be in onboarding you as a, a successfully onboarded user? Very unlikely. And the point here is the positioning and the messaging and the, all that stuff that happens in the very beginning has a critical impact on successfully onboarding users. And it needs, if, if there is a disconnect with how users are onboarded from the very first touch point, all the way to that they become a happy paying customer, then it's 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 going to be very very hard if if the whole team is not working together from marketing who was crafting messaging in the email and the landing pages to product who is designing in-app experiences to customer success who is figuring out what kind of problems are the people facing and can we design um, teaching educational tools to help them achieve that to to sales to identifying who might be um, ready for a, a conversation with the sales team maybe they're actually there are some users who sign up and they actually want to talk to sales. They're like raising up their hands and like, Hey, I need help with this. Can you help me sell your tool up to my manager? Like that, that kind of ex that seamless experience needs to be cr cross-functional, like what we talked about before, but even more so with onboarding, because it is, it is, it is, it is the, the incubation ground for new users to become really successful and become lifelong customers. I completely agree. And in, in the UK, I don't know if this is the case in the US, but we've seen quite a rise in, in RevOps, you know, revenue operations mm. and, and then being responsible for the processes across the business. Do you think that product-led leads nicely into having a RevOps team that oversee all of those cross-functional activities or would you have it reporting somebody, somewhere else? I, I'm, I love Rev, I love ops. <laughs> I love ops <laughs> because like, uh, even from our, from our team, I call ops, uh, the, op, the director of ops we have right now is, is the the glue that holds every team together, right? Like I think you're right. RevOps adding a RevOps team can help. It like I said, it really depends on your org, but I that that is one way to create that seamless experience. Is have like a, a team who who manages that. But like I said, it depends on different different companies. Like I've seen like for example with Drift, a uh, Drift is this this in app messaging chatbot tool and the product team pretty much owns the whole experience. So they pull in everybody from different teams. I've seen in Facebook, their, their growth team is the one that owns the, the whole seamless experience. And another company that we talked to jungle scout, it was, it's actually the marketing team that owns, uh, that whole onboarding experience. So once again, it really depends as long as they're that rev ops or a product or marketing team, they're making sure that they're pulling everybody in together and like working hard to make sure that, that, that experience it doesn't have any holes or that, you know, that whole experience is, is very seamless for, for new users. Amazing. And I guess one of the, one of the reasons for people wanting to try products right now, rather than commit to 12, 24, 36, whatever it may be contracts is that, you know, the whole world's been changed over the last year, right? We can't ignore the fact that COVID-19 has affected businesses in lots of different ways. 
How do you think product led can help businesses recover from COVID-19? And have you seen that yourself uh, in the advisory work you're doing? Yeah, I mean, I, what I asked this question to Patrick Campbell. He's a CEO of ProfitWell, and he he loves data. <laughs> He's a data nerd, and he said the the ones the companies that will win uh, in this pandemic are the ones that hold on to their users the most. And that that means that so his advice to to me and to the companies that we were working with is offering a product led experience kind of helps you adjust your pricing based on the usage of of the user. So if they if they're not using it right now because they have to pull back then I think that's one thing that that you that that's beautiful with with uh with product led companies is that you know when when you're not using a tool you can like look, go to a lower tier so and that's not necessarily a bad thing because another person I talked to, Kyle Poyer, he's like an uh, amazing. He's a he's a partner at, at OpenView. They're the, once again they're the one that coined product like growth, and he said like somebody downgrading to a lower tier in pricing might not be a bad thing. It could be a seasonal thing. So when they're ready and business picks up, then they can move up to a higher pricing. So what happens now is going back to what I said. Their success becomes your success. So as their business adjusts to the pandemic, and you know their 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 business goes, it, it decreases because of what's happening. They're paying they're paying you less. They haven't churned, but they're actually paying a little bit less just because of the what. But once the business picks up and they have the revenue to to have the tool to use that, then they can reach back up to the top in the tier. And that's that's the that's the beauty about um, having a a, a usage based pricing. And I'm not a, I'm not the, the expert in that topic. If you, if people who are listening it want to know more, look up Kyle Poye and uh, in OpenView Partners blog, he writes detailed articles on usage-based pricing on how to find the value metric and tying your your revenue and your pricing based on uh, users uh, users usage of your particular tool. Amazing, amazing, and. One thing I want to tap into, because you mentioned you were doing marketing before, before product led. Um, who, who looks after the marketing for product led themselves? Is it, is it, is it yourself? Is it, because it's, it's fantastic, right? I'm, I'm in your ecosystem um, because of the, the value you put out, the fact that I deem you an authoritative figure in that space because of the books. Uh, I'm part of your Slack community. I'm part of your email newsletter. You, you guys have got it now, right, from the outside looking in. So who, who does your marketing and what's your strategy there? to acquire business, right. acquire users for your own business. Right. <laughs> uh, I mean, Wes Bush had created a great system uh, and I'm just expounding on that. Like he, I mean, some of the top of the funnel stuff that he's doing is the summit. Like that's been such a, a free, like the product led summit that we host uh, has been such a great top of the funnel uh, as well as the book is written has like, it's kind of the entry point to, uh, to, to product led as a company. And I've been kind of expounding on that lately with uh, free events and uh, I'm writing a book as well. And uh, one of the things that we've been thinking a lot about is how do we apply product led growth to product led as a company? <laughs> and, and, and we've, we've tried a free trial model for a program and you know, we have, we still have to pivot that. And one of the things that we're doing right now is a freemium model where we have a free certificate program uh, for product-led fundamentals that anybody can can sign up. I, actually, you don't even have to provide us your, so that, that's the other thing. You can start the course without providing us a single email address. So that's like, like we're, we're making that as frictionless as possible. We're trying to eat, 
or trying to, uh, what is it, drink our own champagne is a saying or eat our own dog food. So, I mean, that's the thing that we're thinking a lot about is for me, what I'm doing uh, in terms of getting people into this world, uh, into, into our company is, is offering more free certificates. So there will be a free product onboarding certificate and there'll be a free product led sales certificate. And, you know, very similar to what HubSpot did where this inbound, uh, inbound marketing certificate, and then now they have social media certificate. <laughs> so they have the different certificate. Uh, so that's what I'm going to be doing. It's like kind of releasing more free certificates uh, on productlet.com. Amazing. And I'd love to see it. What, what role has LinkedIn played in that? Because you've got quite a big presence on LinkedIn. Yeah, I mean, in terms of LinkedIn, uh, I, love social, I love social media. I think that's, I mean, if we, if we had to define our core competitive advantage, like it's something that Wes and I have been thinking a lot about. One of them is, is thought leadership. So, I mean, that's part of it. It's like, people seeing Wes and, and myself and other people who are in, in from product led or who are part of our ecosystem as, as a thought leader. And I mean, that's where LinkedIn and Twitter comes in is that we're just trying to establish my, ourselves more as this is something that, that we, we, we talk a lot about, we think about it. We, we eat, sleep, breathe product, <laughs> product led as well as the second part of our competitive advantage we've been thinking a lot about is our community. Like you were talking about the newsletter, but our Slack community is almost 7,000 now and very, very active. Like if you usually when, when communities get that big, uh, people get shy. Like I, I, I don't want to point any, any fingers, but it gets really quiet. Like for me, one of the measures of success for a community is when somebody introduces themselves in the introduction section of the community, do people welcome them? Do they say hi? And, it, when people ask questions and ask a question a section, do people respond? And that's a, something that, that I've been thinking a lot about is how do, how do we kind of encourage people to connect there as well? Because that is another part of our uh, core com competitive advantages as a, a company. A product. Yeah, and, and, I, and I've used the Q&A section and people do respond. It's a fantastic, fantastic community that you've got, um, you've got there. For, for people that want to join, how do they get in touch with you? Who, who do they follow and how do they become part of the community? Yeah, I mean, they can just go to productled.com forward slash community or like everything I've talked about from the free certificates to the blog and uh, the videos and the community. It's, you can find that all in productled.com. Uh, and, and if people want to reach out, they have questions, I'm also... Part of our brand we've been thinking a lot about is generosity and uh, approachability. And if people have questions, send me an email. I'm, I'm blasting this out right now on your podcast, ramley at productlet.com. Please don't spend, don't send spam, <laughs> but yeah, I'm totally, totally available. And also in that Slack community, I'm Wes and I are very active. Like I've gotten DMS from folks, just send, send, send me a DM on Slack and uh, Wes, Wes and I would be happy to reply back. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for your time today. Um, and hopefully next time we're together, it's in person, having an actual beer uh, and there's no more pandemic. That's, uh, that's uh, what I hope. Thank you so much. Thanks, Darren. I appreciate your, your time with us.